Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. And welcome to Big Dreams, Daily Joys, part two, section, well, I think we're calling it section three. Sure. Pages 52 to 59. Okay, so our topics today are finding pockets, stop reinventing the wheel, and getting started. Mm-hmm. And ones. also, oh yeah, you're right, because she talks yeah, about- Yeah, there's some, some try, try this is in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So finding pockets. Very Not in cool. Your pants. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I got several pairs of pants for Christmas. Um, which it it's gonna tie into stop reinventing the wheel later. Sure. Um, but I got several pairs of pants for Christmas because if you listen to the podcast, you know that I don't buy my own clothes. Um, and so people buy clothes for me. So Jeff bought me a bunch of pairs of pants for Christmas. Every single type of pocket slash non-pocket <laughs> that comes with ladies pants was was in the arsenal the actual pockets okay the pockets that are not pockets but are sewn to believe that they're pockets i see can't open them can't put anything in them right they don't actually <laughs> exist they're just you know oh look decorative pockets <laughs> and then the rarely seen in the wild the Pockets existed, but they were still sewn shut pockets. Yeah, I had to. I like, li- that I, was I, a literal head scratch. <laughs> no, I had to like get like the seam ripper and open up the pockets in the pants because they didn't do that. They, they forgot to do that at the right. pants factory. Okay. So, yeah, lots of different pants options. So finding pockets doesn't Yeah, I actually... literally had to find the pocket <laughs> with the steam rip, the, the seam ripper. That's funny. So yeah, now we're going to find pockets for the things that we like to do, which I thought was really cool. Because um, like everyone apparently asks Elise, where does she find time to read? And she's like, you know, when I'm boiling pasta or yeah. putting my kid in the bath. And I was like, right. oh yeah, lots of like water metaphors. Yeah. And I was like, this is how I watch TV. Yeah. And it's like, how do I find time to watch television? Yeah. And I like that she calls them pockets because it implies like an, a little bit of space. Like I feel like, again, in my older age, two years into this podcast, like I've really learned about myself that I've overdone it in the past. Like if I'm, if I'm finding space, it's got to be giant chunks of time to do these lofty goal. Like I've always overdone right. it. So I love that she makes it like pockets, small moments, small little bits of time. Right. And like she talks about with the, with the book, sometimes, you know, she does, she reads a chapter. Sometimes she reads two chapters. And then also sometimes she reads the same paragraph four times. Right. Which, yes. And I'm going to come back to talking about like, TV, again, this is how I watch television. Sometimes I'll watch, you know, one or two or three episodes in a row. Right. But sometimes I watch the same episode of television, you know, or the same, like, literal segment of television, especially if it's my non-English-speaking television shows. Sure. The same five minutes over and over again, because, like, what happened? Right. And... She says the same thing, you know, this is if you want to do gardening, if you want to do, like, maybe you want to run. You know, you don't have to, if you, and like you talked about this a a while back of like, you know, when did you 
find your identity as a runner. Right. Like if you want to run and you have, you know, five minutes, run for five minutes. You don't have to have 45 minutes every single day at the same time to become a runner. And where is that written down? Like, why do we put that on ourselves? Right. And like, oh, you know, so I have been feeling like really shitty. And it's, it is because of the weather. But like, there are things that I could be doing that would make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Because the way it works is the weather will make me feel, the weather will make my headaches feel worse. And then I don't have the time in my schedule to do the things that I need to do to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. So then I'll like eat not as good. Then I won't, you know, exercise. Then I won't do the things that make my headaches feel even better in the first place. Right. And so I haven't been exercising as much as I was in, you know, the easier to exercise months, I guess, also. And then I keep thinking to myself, like, oh, I don't have a half an hour to exercise. I don't have, you know, like 20 minutes to just do it. And I was like thinking, well, I could just, you know, dance for five minutes, put on my workout, you know, because I have 30 minute workout playlists. I don't have to do it for 30 minutes. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, light bulb literally just happened right in the middle of the podcast. So, you know, it's January. We're all like, oh, yeah, I should be, you know, taking better care of myself in certain ways. And if you can't take care of yourself in that ideal way that you think is the best way to take care of yourself, do it for five minutes. Yeah. Find a pocket. Yeah. I watched something once where I don't remember his name famous guy whatever and he was talking to a woman who said who said um if i why would i only run for five minutes a day like that doesn't do anything so he said that was so interesting for her to really truly believe that running five minutes a day would be worse than running not at all like how would that be any worse than if you just decided to nix the whole thing because you couldn't do like these lofty goals like we were saying like he's like it's interesting that people feel that little pockets of things don't add up to anything but so they're willing to do nothing which actually doesn't add up to anything <laughs> like right yeah and like this is what i've been talking about with my daily pages challenge or my daily pages and now right. i made the daily pages challenge for everybody fun which is like last summer when i started doing 5 minutes in a little notebook i was like okay this is just going to help me start being creative for a few minutes a day because I need that little bump of creativity so that I could start being creative for longer when I want to. Mm -hmm. But no, I just want to be creative for five minutes each day because then when I want to be creative for longer, then when I have these pockets of time where I can fit creativity in or when I have scheduled time for creativity, I'm that much better at it. Right. Because those five minutes each day and, you know, Sometimes it's seven days a week. Sometimes it's six days a week. Lately, I've been feeling like crap. So sometimes it's four days a week. Whatever it is, those five minutes are worth so much. Mm-hmm. And like I, ha- I would have had, n- I had no idea when I started it. And only after doing it for like a year plus did I realize that those five minutes mean, they mean so much. It's so, it's 
it's like actually nonsense. Yeah. How much that's worth. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, really cool because it ties really well into the next topic stop reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things, one of the questions I get a lot with the daily pages is how do you get inspired every morning to create a new daily page? And it's like, well, I don't. I just have stuff on my desk. Right. Sometimes, you know, Mondays I do a currently list. Yeah. Sometimes I just pull a photo. Sometimes, a lot of the times, I pull a Allie Edwards journaling card. I don't need to come up with a new idea every day. It's not about beating my old ideas. And I think that's one of the things that we, like especially women like us, we are ultra competitive with ourselves. Yeah. Especially when it comes to creativity. Yeah. We're always out there trying to beat our best idea. I can identify with that. <laughs> like and like that's okay. But you are an amazingly creative person. And so if you try to beat yourself every time, a lot of the times you're going to lose. Right? Because you're already a creative person. And so if you go up against yourself a lot, you're going to lose because you're that good. Right. You can't beat yourself every single time. I've always felt this weird drive to be innovative. Like put that at a high priority. Like if, in my mind, I think what I was saying, the narrative I was telling myself was if you're going to be creative, you better be original. Or if you're going to be creative, you better be innovative. You better come up with something new that no one's seen. You bet. I think like that kind of tied into the idea of anything you put forth better be great. And I think that causes burnout. I think that causes unneeded stress and like, you know, so I think we shouldn't aim for great. I think we should aim for good because if something you produce is good, someone's going to think it's great. It's going to, you know what I mean? I feel like good and it's not, it's, it's not like, it's kind of like a done is better than perfect kind of thing. But I just feel like put good things out and good things could be simple or like bring good things in your life and good things could be simple. Like Elise uses the dress. She has that same dress. If it's a good dress and it works for you, like repeat, repeat, repeat. And I think the same for creativity. Like if you put out good work and it works for you, repeat, repeat, repeat. Like, why would you reinvent the wheel? Why would you outdo yourself when it's working? <laughs> she talks a lot about how, like, picking out an outfit doesn't give her creative joy. Okay. So, you know, having that black dress and knowing that black dress is there means that she doesn't have to spend any time thinking about putting an outfit together. And she can right. spend that creative energy on things that she enjoys spending creative energy on. So like, I feel like a lot of us do things because we're people who like spending creative energy. We feel like we have to spend creative energy on everything. That makes sense. If we have a dinner party, then we have to know, you know, the flowers have to be great. The meal has to be planned perfectly. The, table has to be set perfectly. The house has to be perfectly cleaned. 
every every part has to be perfect instead of creative right exactly every every part has to be you know crafted right instead of you know every single dinner party i have i have the same plates every single dinner party i have you know i do i don't i don't know i most of my dinner parties are centered entirely around food so that's my very creative thing um i don't really care about my house being super clean because I usually have, if, if I need my house to be clean, I invite people over beforehand who are very good at cleaning my house and I let them do that for me. Um, you know, th- that's, that's me simplifying the things. And like my daily pages on Mondays, I do, I use currently list. I keep my daily pages in, you know, these small notebooks. I tried branching out to a, a larger traveler's size notebook and that did not work for me. Um, you know, there are some people who are really good at decorating their entire house for holidays. I'm bad at that. Like, uh, like Jen Perkins, incredible. She's like the best. That's not me. Right. That, that is my decision. It's not even decision fatigue. It's decision overload. Right. But like, would I want a Jennifer Perkins to come into my house and like style it? Hell yes. Yeah. Like, it's not that I don't want that. It's not that I don't like that. It's not that that's not like a pleasing to me. Right. It's just that those things in my life make my life too complicated. Um. And yeah, right. And like. Like, that would be reinventing the wheel. Right. And so, like, with, you know, whatever you, like, whatever your hobby is or whatever your life is, I mean, like, Elise talks a lot about life. Mm-hmm. Like, you can n- narrow this down to, like, your specific hobby. Right. If, uh, I don't know, like, if you, you know, you want to do project life and you need to make it simple, you can do it on the phone and digital. Or you can, that's, like, that's what core kits were for, you know, back God, how old are we? Like 10 years. I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, like that's, that was the whole point of Project Life and Core Kits was to simplify memory keeping so that it could be like you literally get your package of four by sixes at the Walgreens and you bring them home and you stick them in the pockets and you write your little journalings on the four by sixes. Oh, you know, this is so, this is so like pre-Elise. This is, this is perfect. <laughs> Not pre-Elise, pre, you know, get to workbook, big dreams, daily joys. Yeah, sure. This is Elise, because what was Elise's uh, called? Coral. Coral? Something coral. It was seafoam. Seafoam. I was, was going to say, it was something underwater. <laughs> something from the ocean. Um, and, like, that, you know, so you don't have to, and, like, that's, that's why we all had, a, like, a thousand of these journaling cards left over, because you got ten of the same card in each of those core kits and all of us like creative mavens were like i can't use that same card over and over and over again in my book what will someone think that i don't have any type of you know it, it it's that it's that feeling of well i'm not creative enough to think that i could use this product again like 
it's so, I know that I'm not putting those words together right, but it's like a, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's like insulting to our own creative ego. intelligence. Yes, ego. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's an ego problem. Yeah. And like, what? Why are we like <laughs> playing around with our creative egos? Like, right. instead, we don't have scrapbooks because yeah. we overloaded ourselves with projects because we, you know, decided to let our creative egos get in the way. That's silly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's truth, though. Yeah, and then that ties into the next part because you won't get started if your ego is stopping you from starting. <laughs> or like, so, oh, you're so, it's right. so true. Yeah. So, and right. then when your ego, when you're done being like, oh, my ego is so high, you drop to the low point of like, oh, well, no matter what I make, it's never going to be good enough anyway. And then you don't start and you toss in the garbage and then you're mad you didn't start and nothing got done yet. Right. And, and then, like, oh. right. And that's why we created the podcast. Because, like, we are capable. Everyone is capable. If you're listening to this, you're capable. And in the end, oh, my God, I'm just so, I'm so about to quote a Linkin Park song. Do it. Oh, my God. In the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> dun, 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 Tell me that's not going to be in your head later. <laughs> I know, right? Um... But, like, really, in the end, it, like, it doesn't matter because if you had Elisa's core kit in 2012 and you made a scrapbook then, using Elisa's core kit in 2012 was a sign of, you know, what we had in 2012. Right. And I think that tells so much of the story of, like, the things we had around in 2012. That's one of the things that I love about scrapbooking is no matter how much scrapbooking changes, how much it doesn't change, how much, you know, modern scrapbooking changes, traditional scrapbooking, blah, 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 blah. Scrapbooking will always exist because there will always be things that you can pick up and stick inside books. Mm-hmm. Whether or not we have, you know, manufacturers that create specific papers to do it and, you know, things to make it easier or things to make it more difficult, you will always be able to, you know, take pictures of yourself, print them out, and put them inside books. Mm -hmm. We've always had photo albums. We've always had people make cool things inside photo albums. We've always had, you know, people print out newspaper articles and stick them inside books and and that's always going to exist and no matter what you want to do like with like scrapbooking as a hobby whether it is like the project lifestyle whether it is traditional scrapbooking whether it is digital app scrapbooking app scrapping All the stuff in Elisa's book applies to both life and scrapbooking. Especially, like, especially the getting started stuff. She has some really good, like, and I like that she's like, getting started is like the hardest thing. Right. 
and there's no magic to getting started. But she gives five ways to try. Right. And the first one I think is the, the best way. Because if you can, the first one is think about your priorities. If you can figure out what your priorities are and then act on them, I feel like that's, I don't want to say it's, the phrase that comes to mind is it's the most pure way of doing it. Yeah. And the, like, the reason that I, I don't, and I don't like that phrase, Mm -hmm. but the reason that I say it is, for myself, is I feel like that's the way that I would be bribing myself the least. Okay, in what way? Well, the other ones start with the easy stuff. Oh, I see, compared to the other ones. Right. I see. Start with the easy stuff. Use your best energy on the hardest stuff. Okay. Give yourself a deadline and just start somewhere. Right. Those are all really good tricks to get started. Right. But I think they all rely on, and, and you know what? They're all great because yeah. they're, and they're all on, they're all great ways to get started and they'll help you get the ball rolling and everything. But I think if you really think about your priorities and if you can get started with your priorities and you understand the priorities and that is what helps you get started, then it's a, you're going to have an easier time with the follow through Mm -hmm. than any of the other methods. I get that. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I just think like in the life that a lot of us live, like I find a lot of us are last minute Linda's because, because when we wake up in the morning, a set of priorities shows itself. Like, oh, like yeah. we would have put that as priority if the other priorities didn't need to happen first. Totally. Like, I just feel like we're constantly recycling. Like, I don't know. I wish I could not feel that crunch all the time. Like, sometimes I feel like that first one is given to me. Yes. Because I think about what does the day demand. Oh, and I think you're absolutely right. That I'm, when I have my headaches, that's the only thing right. I can do. And the use your best energy on the hardest stuff, the, the momentum planner that I've been using where it's like match your stuff out with the energy you think it's going to take. That has been incredibly helpful for me because if I have energy, I'm like, I need to knock out something that just sucks. Right. But then that bumps the priority up. Exactly. And like yesterday I was out of the house because I had to go to the neurologist and I'm like, let me also go to the bank and knock this out and this out and this out. And I yeah. was like, all right, awesome, fantastic. And also I got a bank clerk who was brand new and obviously she had not done the like three things that I needed to get done at the bank before. So it was like, yes, I went yeah. to the bank at the Tuesday morning when no one was there and I got like all three bank clerks to help me. And it was like, I not only matched my energy level to the thing that I needed, but I went at the exact right time. It felt like you know, I don't know, life bingo. Yeah. And it's just, sometimes those things really match up when you think about them. And that's awesome because you need those moments for when 
everything else does not match Crumbles, up. Right. right when you're when, when you're, you're driving tank. home <laughs> right exactly when, when you're driving home on a friday at six o'clock and it's snowing and then your car battery dies correct exactly like guilty <laughs> you know, when everything just goes out the window and so like right that's that's why we plan that's why we have the free space so that when something sucks up all of our free space we can still get done the things we need to get done. Yeah. Yeah. I like her timer idea. Oh yeah. I used because, to do that. Yeah. I used to do that as like a, um, a teenager, maybe even before I was a teenager when I, right. my mom would be like threatened. I couldn't go out on Friday night unless my room was clean and my room would be like, like a, not yeah. even just, I don't even know how bad of a disaster. I would be like, okay, 30 minutes. And literally exactly what she said. I would be like, <laughs> I hated this so much, but I would only hate it for 30 minutes yeah, and then it would right. be over. So you're right. It's like that mental convincing that needs to happen in order right. for and, it to happen. And you're, you're, you're um, competing against yourself again. Yeah. So it's, it's a... I'm, I'm just, I'm really enjoying the way we get to discuss these things through the language of this book. Right. It helps me process things that I read from her and also my own life that like, I feel like I knew, but now I have a clearer understanding of, and totally. then hence changes to make or tweaks, I guess. Always changes and tweaks. All right. What Always are we reading next week? 61 the white space for me was so i can't wait to talk about that so what she talks about white space that was one um term that i know i'll use forever fantastic so 61 through 75 okay oh yeah that's gonna be a take a step back from your phone try this oh fun so fun fun all right 62 so to 75 next week guys so excited all right Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, come find us on the in the classroom so we can chat about all these cool things and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.